Charlene and Bob Steinkamp, the founders of Rejoice Marriage Ministries, are pleased to bring you the following message. To find out more about other materials available from Rejoice Marriage Ministries, or if we can minister to you in any other way, please contact us. You can write Rejoice Marriage Ministries, P.O. Box 10548, Pompano Beach, Florida, 33061. Please visit our website at www.rejoiceministries.org. Our hope is that through Charlene's message, you will receive the encouragement from the Lord, and with His strength and power, your marriage can be all that your Heavenly Father planned it to be. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Our Rejoice Pompano Bible Study is starting, and we are just thrilled to have everybody here tonight. And I am so excited um, that you're here, and I've, we've got many different people that are new tonight, and a couple of visitors from out of state for certain, and two from North Carolina, and so I think that's sort of awesome. And we go, where do we go to vacation? North Carolina. <laughs> They're coming down here. So we're just thrilled to have everybody here. We're thrilled for all the people that are on Facebook uh, tuning in and getting to see us live. And we're thrilled for all the ones that are going to be listening to this tomorrow afternoon or evening. And we're just thrilled to have everybody get to hear this over and over. You can even tell all your family and friends to listen to right under Pompano Rejoice, the recording. And uh, you will really... And you often, when you listen to it a second time, you get more out of it. It's good to see you. So we're thrilled for all the people that get to come down uh, in the summertime where they all don't get to do it usually. So I'm going to open up with a scripture tonight. It's Psalm 97. Psalm 97, and it's verses 1 to 7. And uh, I'm going to open up with that first. And what my devotional and my teaching is about tonight... My teaching is about, are you praising the Lord? Are you praying and believing for marriage restoration? So that is what we're going to be dealing with this uh, evening. And uh, we're just going to hopefully have a real great time doing a Bible study, meaning I've got a lot of scriptures for you tonight. You know that's my, it's not about what I say it's not what about it, um, anybody says, it's about what the Word says. And right now, I know there are many of you that are hurting or you've uh, got pain due to the suffering, pain due to rejection, pain due to the abandonment, pain due to the timing of it. So there's many reasons why we hurt and our heart is broken. But I want you to know, I want hope that the Holy Spirit is going to touch you tonight. That is our prayer already. We've prayed for it. I've been praying all last week, and all our staff has been praying for this meeting. And we prayed over already beforehand tonight. And we're just really excited. We're very, very excited about um, having our Monday night Bible study. Everybody's found Psalm 95 now, so let me... Uh, Read 1 through 7. Come, let us sing for joy to the Lord. Let us shout aloud to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before him with thanksgiving. Now that's, that's a praise. You're thanking him and extol him with music and song. 
For the Lord is the great God, the great king above all gods. In his hand are the depths of the earth, and the mountain peaks belong to him. The sea is his, for he made it. He's the creator, right? And his hands formed the dry land. Come, let us bow in, down in worship. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker, for he is our God. And we are the people of his pasture, the flock under his care. So we're, we're going to try to, and I'm going to ch give you challenges tonight about praising the Lord, thanking the Lord, rejoicing in the Lord. We need to notify um, our hearts and our minds to get glued together that the Lord wants to be praised and worshipped. And you all know that, that are here because we believe a lot in music. So the first song is one I want you to listen to the words. Sing the words, listen to the words, but it is called Unstoppable God. I want you to believe how great our God is how mighty he is, and that all your circumstances do not matter. God can do anything, for nothing is impossible with God. And then we're going to sing Oceans, and then we're going to be singing Ever Be tonight. So those are three of our songs. But I want you to worship the Lord, but I want you to listen and sing those words and believe them. Believe them, okay? Let's open up with prayer. Lord, we just thank you for this group that is walking in and coming in. We just ask that you would just, uh, the ones that are on their way, we ask that you would protect them as they drive uh, here, that they would not, if they get in a traffic jam or anything, let them just be patient and let them not be anxious trying to get here, and we just will have a seat for them. Lord, we thank you for today. We thank you for this evening. We thank you for Rejoice Marriage Ministries. We ask you to continue to bless it abundantly, anoint that website, so that when people come to it that are hurting and broken and their spouse is talking about separation, that you will give them the answers. You will speak to them. You will have them come to know you as Lord and Savior first. Lord, we have to change first. And then we have to pray for our spouses. And we have to fight the fight. And Lord, may all of them sign up uh, for all of the material that is free on our website. Lord, we just give you the praise and the glory for what you're going to do tonight around the world that is watching Facebook and the ones that are here and the ones that can hear it in the future. May you anoint this time with you and may you touch and heal hundreds, maybe thousands of people that are going to listen to this in the future and we will give you the praise and the glory. We love you, Lord. We believe you're the healer, restorer, the repairer of the breach. We believe that you are the advocate for all of the people that face court page today, and you are the defender and protector of us. And we just also know you're the great physician. So, Lord, we ask that whatever our needs are, you're the Jehovah Jireh. May you touch all of these people for whatever need they have. May you meet it tonight. In Jesus' precious holy name, we pray. Amen. All right, let us open up with Unstoppable. And everybody, let's stand up and worship the King of Kings.
Your praise for it. 
Thank you for coming. My name is Lori. For those of you that I've not met yet, we're glad you're here. I am um, Bob and Charlene's daughter, and so I'd like to extend my welcome as well. And do you guys know what you were just singing? Take me where my faith has no borders. Like, my faith has borders some days where I'm like, okay, Lord, that's enough. And the first song, nothing shall be impossible. Nothing. It didn't have a but after that or a dot, dot, dot. It said nothing shall be impossible. Your kingdom reigns unstoppable. Impossible things in your name they shall be done. Not in my name. Not in the name of Charlene. Not in the name of Bob or anybody else. They are in God's name they shall be done. And you know what that means? It's in his timing. Not in our timing, which is not always fun, but you know. I like to whine to God a little bit, but that's okay. I think he forgives me, and he says, okay, are you done? Now let me show you what I can do. So anyhow, that's good stuff, you guys. If you, uh, do you guys like music? It's an encouragement when you get defeated and get discouraged. So there's two good songs for you. Well, we're glad you're here. Um, for those of you that are new, I just wanted to extend a special welcome and just tell you at the end of the night tonight, we're going to have just three to five minutes where I'm going to just take you to the round table over here um, before we feed you a little snack and just go over a couple things with you. So if you're new, welcome. And then at the end of the night, if you would join me over there. Um, in front of you, you have a yellow prayer sheet. And we would love to know your prayer request and how we can be praying for you. So if you would fill that out, there's a basket on the bookstore table in the back. And you can leave it in the basket. And we would love to um, just pray for those. If it's confidential, you could just mark that. It's not going on the website or anything, but as you walked in, you probably saw the prayer sheet that we have. And we do like to be praying for each other. So you can um, just, whatever you put on there, we will put on the prayer sheet unless it's something confidential. You can just mark that. But we do love to be praying for you. Um, who has got a birthday or an anniversary in August? I know there's gotta be a lot of anniversaries because the summer months. Okay, we're gonna start on this side this this month okay we'll start right here august 31st anniversary how many years 27 years happy anniversary okay next table did i say yes you did it all in the month of august <laughs> all right well happy birthday happy anniversary how many years for anniversary 20 years great um, anybody else on this side? Yes. Happy anniversary. Anybody else on this side? Yes. Happy birthday. Did I say yes? Happy birthday. That is funny, you guys. They're related and they're like two days apart in birthday. That's funny. Okay. Um, did I get everybody on this side? All right. We'll start in the back over here then. Let's see. Anybody? Birthday or anniversary? Yes. Happy birthday. Birthday. Happy birthday. How many years? 26 years, August 4th. That's great. Jim is visiting from North Carolina, so if you get to say hi to Jim, make sure. You're going to hear from him in a few minutes. So, um, Anybody else on this side? Yes. Happy anniversary. Well, happy birthday and happy anniversary to all of you. I have an anniversary coming up also, so I did that August wedding, which I told my kids, none of you are allowed to get married in August because it conflicts with the start of school. So 
I told them they're not allowed to do it. But anyhow, um, we're glad you're here. Those of you that have a birthday or anniversary, our gift to you tonight is a free item from the bookstore. So you can choose a book or a CD, and um, that is our gift to you. If you, We have most titles with us, but if you know of something that you want that we don't have, we can drop it in the mail to you. Um, I wanted to also show you something new we have in the bookstore. Some of you may have seen it if you're reading the devotionals. It's an armor of God. And you know my mom teaches on the armor of God like more than anything probably if you've ever been with her alone she probably says are you reading the devotionals are you doing your devotions and are you putting the armor of god on yourself and your family daily so anyhow this is this is this little armor <laughs> armor of god statue that we have and it comes with um a teaching on the armor of god that's awesome so these are in the back and we have a few with us tonight if you're interested um we just got these in because we bought a few just to see how people liked them and they loved them and so we sold out and got some more so anyhow those are here um with us tonight um i wanted to also read something that i know is going to encourage you guys but you ladies can listen in also but we received this testimony um I guess it came in last night. So you're gonna see it in the Saturday testimonies. Do you guys know what those are? Uh-huh, yeah, okay. In your Charlene Cares devotional on Saturdays, there's um, testimonies and also for you know the winning answer, what other day of the week do the testimonies go out? Thursday, all right, you guys are good, you're reading them. Well, this came in last night. This is from Robert in Texas. And he said, praise God, my covenant wife came home. We are both in church praying together each day. Can you imagine praying with your wife or praying with your husband? Okay, we are both in church praying together each day and spending time in the word together. I'm loving her unconditionally as Christ loves the church. I continue to pray for the full restoration of our marriage unto Christ. I'm learning to zip my lips and let her share what she wants to share in her time. I trust the Lord to do a mighty work in our lives as we draw near to him and yield our hearts to our Heavenly Father. I'm grateful for Rejoice Marriage Ministries for encouraging me to stand in the gap for a marriage that the enemy tried to steal and destroy. Don't ever give up. The Lord will fulfill his promises. Pray without ceasing and put all of your trust in Jesus. So that's, isn't that awesome? So I know it may feel like, you know what, it's not happening, it's not going to happen, and my marriage is hopeless and dead, but I'm telling you, time and time again, when we've seen those testimonies, we um, track our emails so that we can work with people and go back through things, and it's funny, we're like this, I haven't looked at Robert's yet, but guaranteed there is an email that says, like, I can't do it, I can't take another day, this is never going to be restored, God's not answering my prayers, so... The whiners. Again with the whiners. So anyhow, I hope that's an encouragement to you guys. Well, we're going to take a few minutes and we are going to do what we need to do for our marriages and for our loved ones, and that is pray for them. And Bible study is great and teachings from my mom and my dad are great, but there is one thing that we need to be doing constantly, and that's praying. And so would you guys just stand and we're going to maybe just grab one or two people um, Todd is up front, and so he's new tonight. And so, men, there's a couple of men that are on this side. Uh, men with men, women with women. Just find one or two people at the most. Oh, there we go. And let's just pray. And you know what? You could just pray for your own request, and then the person you're praying with will hear it. Let's just have a couple minutes just between one or two people to, to just have a time of prayer, and then I'll close in prayer in a few minutes, and we'll continue on tonight.
take my hands they are yours to use take my feet i will follow you fill my mouth give me words to pray break my heart with what brings you
Lord, as we come to you tonight, God, I thank you for the gift of prayer that you've given us. Lord, I thank you that because of sending your son to die on the cross, that the veil was torn and we have direct access to you. God, without you, nothing is possible. And we thank you that, that we have access and that you do hear our prayers. Lord, I pray for each and every man and woman that's in this room. I pray for the marriage that they represent. I pray for the, the children that they represent, for the grandchildren they represent, and for future generations to come. God, I pray that you would just bless each and every person that's in this room. Lord, I pray that you would give them strength for the journey they're on. I pray that they would no longer um, listen to the lies of the enemy when the enemy is telling them that things are impossible and nothing's going to change and it's time to give up. I pray that you would just, just give them hope on those days. God, I pray that you would just let them be a lighthouse to those around them. Lord, we're not doing this just for us. We're going through this Christian walk and through the trials that we face so that others can see your goodness and others can see what you've done in our lives. And Lord, I pray that every time something happens that we would point to you and we would tell others it's because of you and because of your power. God, I pray that you would be with us tonight, Lord. I pray that your blessing would just be on this room and those that walked in discouraged and feeling brokenhearted and feeling like they can't take another minute of this heartbreak. I pray that they would walk out tonight renewed and they would be revived and that they would be willing to just take another day, God. We just have to take one day at a time. That's what you tell us in your word. You will supply our needs for tomorrow. And God, that's what we're asking for. On the days we can't see those needs being met, I pray that we would just look to you to be the supplier of everything. God, I thank you for this testimony tonight from Robert. I um, thank you for all the testimonies that we receive. And I pray especially for him and his wife. I thank you for what you've done in their marriage. And God, we know that that's not an isolated situation. That is, it could be an example of each and every marriage in this room. And Lord, we'll thank you in advance for that. We pray for that. And I pray that you would just strengthen those that are in Robert's shoes right now and um, give them the faith that they need to stand and the faith that they need for this journey. Lord, be with us the rest of the night. God, I pray that we would have our ears open to the teachings and we would be um, not worrying about the distractions around us or distractions from today or things that are happening at home right now. God, I pray that we would just tune into you for what you want to speak to us tonight. In your name, amen. All right, everybody have a seat because I have a special testimony. I've got a special testimony that we're going to do tonight. And um, I get to go and travel a little bit to go different areas of the country. And you know, we've gone and done conferences in Ohio and and we have, Bob and I have traveled in many different states, and that is one of the neatest memories I have. And um, in North Carolina and the East Coast, we've had a lot of people that we have met in years past, and it's so neat to see how they grow in the Lord as a standard. So Jim has uh, been able to meet us when we go uh, to different conferences for ourselves to uh, continue to learn how to speak, teach, and write. And uh, so we've been able to meet uh, Jim, and he has also been able to write for Standing Firm, which is a blessing, and he has met other men that communicate with each other, so that's a blessing also. So Jim is going just to share, um, it's going to probably talk maybe to the men a little bit more than the women, because his heart and burden is for the men. And so women, I want you just to listen to him say to the men how to hang in there because it is not easy. Uh, my husband told me 
that he would not be sure, and he said it many times, uh, that he would be able to be a stander for me. So he was glad it wasn't me that had to, was glad it was for me that I had to fight for his soul and life, but that he said, you have to have such perseverance, you have to have such faith, hope, trust. And I said, yeah, and that's what God gives the men too, you know? And I said, you're the spiritual leaders. So anyway, my husband really, really loved his men. And that's the one thing he was said he was going to miss, was talking to the men on the phone when uh, they came and saw us. And, uh, and when they came and saw us, they already saw Bob, and we took him out to dinner. So tonight, a little bit, uh, we had men that met Jim at a restaurant at 5 o'clock, which is sort of neat that they get to do that because there's just a, a group that came. There was a lot that didn't get to come because of their work, but that's okay. We got a few there, and I joined them at the end out for a little bit. And I just want you to know, it is so neat to hear men talk and, and pray for their wives. And I just want you to be encouraged that you've got to pray for that for your spouse and, and remember the men and pray for their wives to come to their senses and escape from the trap of the enemy. We want to sever cut any and all ungodly relationships that are involved that affect your husband, your wives, and, and children also. So Jim, come up, please, and let's share. Now, I want to tell you I notified him a week or two ago uh, to do this, but literally... <laughs> My way um, is I sat at the table while he was sharing his story to the man, and I go, he needs to share that, or needs to talk to the people. Why didn't I think of that, you know? Uh, so anyway, he had no preparation, thanks to me. <laughs> so anyway, Jim and I have, and uh, our family have got to know him going back and forth of his traveling. And uh, did you go to California? He drove to California to see us in California when we were there. So I really think this guy gets the, long, the award and gets an extra distance. gift, <laughs> extra gift from me for the long distance because I know he's been here once or twice and, and to California. Would you do that? I wouldn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy, right? Yeah, I did. I drove to California, and obviously it left an impression. Um, the reason I drove to California is because I, I needed time with the DOG and the GOD. Literally, it was just me, my dog, and God uh, for about 16 days, uh, 63 Covenant transport trucks, for those of you that know what that is, which is pretty crazy. Actually, I said a prayer. I said, God, show me as many trucks as it will be that I'll be married. So think about that one. I mean, that's an intense prayer. Um, I do appreciate the guys that came out tonight. That's pretty awesome. I really, I'm grateful and thankful for that to know that there's other men. But the representation that I see in this room right now gives me hope. If you think about you gals, you women that are standing for your marriages, um, I want you to look at us men in the same regard that, you know, you want your man to get to this place, to get sold out and to surrender their lives. Um, and so when I look at you all, that's what I think of. I think of my bride um, doing the same thing that you're doing. So it's, it's definitely hope. Um, 
but just a little bit of my story, I was in the world for 49 years, and uh, I was raised in the church. I, I have a Catholic background. I never had a personal relationship with Christ. Um, that is the deal, um, nuts and bolts of it. So as you can imagine, um, I raised, my wife and I raised our family in the world, and that is where she has remained um, at this point. And I, on the other hand, <laughs> when this happened, God uses this. God uses this. He, he uses this in our lives to sell us out to him. And if that's not happening in your life right now, uh, the, that should be your prayer, that you surrender your life to him. Because outside of that, the world doesn't, I mean, we all know, Charlene talks about this a lot, we, the world has nothing to offer us. Um, when your spouse comes home and they're committed to the Lord just like you are, just think of that. Think about how blissful that'll be. Um, that's what keeps me motivated. That's what keeps me excited. But the other part of this is I want you to understand something for myself, what I've discovered. I, went, I was seeing a Christian counselor one day, or I had for a couple of years, and uh, I shared this earlier with the guys in Charlene, that the, my wife was about ready to leave, and uh, she had um, was already in the process of packing, and it was uh, February of 2012, I think, that this happened. And I explained the story to him, and he said, well, it sounds like your wife is moving on. Maybe you need to, too. And this is a Christian counselor. And I was like, wait a minute. The, show me where that, you know, where the Bible talks about me moving on if my wife does. And I, as, a, as you can imagine, I left. Um, and I was not impressed. And I called a friend of mine that same night, and I said, you talked about standing for your marriage. What is that all about? He sent me a link to Rejoice Marriage Ministries. I read the standards affirmation that night. The next morning at about 8 o'clock, I called that therapist and said, I need to see you no matter what. I don't care what time I have to be in. I brought the standards affirmation to him. He read the standards affirmation and said, there's nothing I can say to oppose any of this. It's dead on. And he and I developed a very different relationship, as you can imagine, from that point forward. Um, it was very different. I said, instead, you know, for, for, for a guy like me who comes into you and says, listen, here's what's happened, can you use a different terminology, a different vernacular, instead of saying maybe you need to move on? How about maybe you need to move through? And that's what we're doing. And he also said to me, um, where is God in all this? And I said, I don't know. I don't know where God is in all this. This is at a different time. And he said, God is in this. He's right there with you in this. And he's allowing this to happen, just like with Job. This is, this is something he's allowing all of us to have happen in our lives to create something in us, not our spouse. Really, it's about us. I mean, I know for me, I was broken to a point where I needed something new. You know, I was so busted up over what my life looked like and the way I was treating my wife. I just couldn't believe how I ended up treating her. You know, it was on me. It really was. And I had, I was telling Charlene, I had a Damascus Road experience. I had 10 days in a hotel locked up again with the dog and myself and God. And, uh, and during that time, the scales fell off. I saw everything he wanted to expose me to, all the people I had mistreated in my life along with my wife. Um, and our children and business associates. And I realized that this wasn't about her. This was not about her. This is about me. This was where was I going to be going with this? 
I could I could sit there and name all kinds of things that are wrong with her. At, likewise, you know, it, it could happen that way. But what God showed me very quickly, right off the bat, within that 10-day period, that it was about him and I and nobody else in that room. It wasn't about the dog. It was about me and him. And so since that point, I can sh- I'll just share real briefly what's happened to me is um, I was very quiet for two years about my stand. Um, it's been about four and a half years now, and the first couple of years I was ashamed. We had a very successful-looking marriage from the outside, all the trappings that you could imagine, you know, nice houses, fancy cars, kids' private educations. I mean, you name it, we had it. Um, but unfortunately, we were, I was broken. I was very broken on the inside, and I was angry. I was very angry because it seemed like we had all this stuff, but nothing was, you know, where was the love? I mean, I didn't really understand love. And so after two years, I started talking to people about my stand and getting rid of the shame that I had felt. And in church especially, I um, had joined a men's group. And as God would have this, it's pretty crazy, but he put me in a men's group, small group, with five divorced men who all left their wives, (laughs) one guy that was engaged to be married, and a single guy Uh, from that small group, we had one gentleman that actually left his girlfriend in his house and said, I can't live this way. It's not right. God doesn't want me to do this. And I need to think. I need to think this through. And so, yeah, God can use you if you expose yourself to your community that this is what I'm going through. This is what's happening to me. And I can tell you that from that point, um, I'm now counseling men one-on-one in my church. I come from a church of about ten to 12,000 people on any given Sunday. And um, I've been actively involved since then because it, I realized that God doesn't want me to rest in this. He doesn't want me to be silent in this. There's an alternative. I was telling Charlene tonight and the guys that when there's a divorce or a separation, there's two camps. One is the camp of the person that left. The other is the camp of the person that doesn't want it, that wants to stay. Where's the alternative to those people? And so that's really what God has shown me through this process is I'm supposed to be advocating for the other camp, the camp that is broken hearted and has somebody that's left, but not in a way where it's unloving. We need to love our spouses more now than we did when they were with us. The enemy has attacked our families, and the only way that this is going to be fought is through spiritual battle. We have to constantly give our hearts. Our pastor says we have surrender moments. My surrender moments, my intervals of surrender are probably like every 10 minutes or so, if not more, especially on the way down here with the traffic. But, uh, you know, we need to also include surrendering to them. You know, the armor of God, I never even knew anything about the armor of God. I didn't even understand the role of a man in his spiritual marriage before this happened. Praise God for that, because now, look at me. I mean, it's like, you would have never put a mic in my hand to come, no. But all I want to do is talk about this. All I want to do is enlighten people about this. Um, that there's a, there's, a, there's a thing called standing, that Rejoice Marriage Ministries in Florida is this ministry that gives people hope through the message of Christ. The church is Christ's bride. And as men, unfortunately, we don't do a very good job of this, and we talked about that earlier. We don't know what that looks like for us to surrender our lives to our wives and to sacrifice like God did. Nobody drug Christ onto the cross. Nobody made him, forced him to get on that cross. He put himself on that cross, and he sacrificed his life for his bride, the church. Would Christ ever leave his bride? 
He would never leave his bride, ever, ever. So the alternative for us is, as men especially, we need to learn how to sacrifice our lives. And if this is what it looks like for me, for the balance of my life, to work my, to understand God's love for me, and to continue to work in his mission field, I call it, then that's what it is. I understand what scripture says about separation, divorce, and remarriage. It's hard. It's not an easy, you know, you read that. And this past week, I had uh, a meeting with our staff at church, and they wanted to know what I knew about scripture and what I knew about, believe it or not, I mean, these are, you know, people that are very educated people who counsel people about divorce, separation, and remarriage. But divorce care, which I know a lot of you probably have heard of, is coming back into our church, and I just wanted them to know that there's an alternative. And the alternative is in this room. You know, all these faces. So I guess my point in saying all that is to say this, is be bold. You know, be bold about your faith. Be bold about your stand. I can guarantee you there's a ton of other women out there who are experiencing what you're experiencing, but they don't know who to talk to. They're embarrassed. They're ashamed. You know, they look like the perfect package. But what's on the inside, as you all know, is all broken. We're all just vessels that are still formating, you know, formulating. We're not, we're never kiln dried, so to speak, you know. We're all just still very fragile. Um, But our spouses, you know, I just want to be there at the bottom of that brick wall when my wife hits it so I can help her pick up the pieces. You know, that's it, really, what it comes down to. Sorry, I'm getting emotional about that, but that's how I just look at it, you know. And I I pray that for everybody in this room and everybody that's listening and watching this tonight because this this stand that we have is given to us by God, not by a person. You accepted this, and it's something that's permanent. This ring was between three, not just two. And I refuse to let go of the God who never lets go of me. And so that's, that's pretty much it. That's all I really wanted to share. Thank you, Charlene, for allowing me to do that. Thank you. Wait, 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 wait a second. Now you know why I asked him to talk, huh? And t- let me tell just briefly about the children that you've been able to minister to. I really, this, this is a staggering, um, staggering statistic. I... I work with our youth at my church, um, both high school level and sixth through eighth grade. Um, on Wednesday nights, we have about anywhere between 350 and 480 kids that show up. <clears throat> um, and I, I am a uh, coach to the small group leaders, and there's about 12 men, uh, young men all the way to my age, that uh, are small group leaders for these, this age group. And this past year, it was seventh grade boys. Uh, one night, I was able to substitute because one of my leaders was gone. And um, it takes about, and of a 40-minute small group period, it takes 20 minutes just to razzle them down. And then uh, once you get to that place, you can talk about the material because we do a worship and then there's a, a presentation and then we talk about the material. This particular night at the end of it, I asked for prayer requests and uh, about, I don't know, probably about seven kids raised their hand and I said, wait, 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 okay. Uh, they need to be real. Not about your dog, not about your cat, your goldfish or a test, you know, <laughs> tell me something real. And so... There were two kids left, and one of them said, can we pray for my aunt? She just had surgery. She has cancer. I'm very concerned. I said, yeah, that's great. Yeah, we'll definitely do that. And the other boy said, can we pray for my dad? Um, He's been out of the country for about 10 days, and I really miss him. And he started to cry. This is a 13-year-old boy who had that type of attachment with his father, started to cry. I had about four boys over on this side of the room. They were in a square who, who started laughing 
at this young man who started crying. And I said, whoa, 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 wait a minute. We all have a mom. We all have a dad. We've all experienced those separation feelings before. What, what are you guys doing? And it was like I put popcorn on a hot plate. That's the only way I can describe this. The first kid said, what are you talking about? I've never met my dad. The second child said, I haven't, I, my dad left when I was two. The third one I can't remember, but the fourth one was what got me. It, all, it almost made me cry. He said, I haven't seen my dad in seven years. That's a long time for a maturing young child, you know, to not see his father for seven years. I looked at that and I said, okay, hang on a second. How many of y'all have mom and dad still in the same house? 17 boys, 12, 13 years old. How many of y'all still have mom and dad in the same house by show of hands? How many do you think out of 17? Five. Five boys still have mom and dad in the same house. I was able to do that same question two weeks later in a different group. Twelve boys, two, still have mom and dad in the same house. Twenty-nine young men, seven of them still have mom and dad in the same house. God showed me right there and then why he has me in youth ministry. I'm an advocate now for these young people who are experiencing this. We just did a trip not too long ago, actually two weeks ago, called Fuse Camp, and it was a 12-hour ride to Tennessee. I sat with four different boys intentionally that I didn't know, and uh, these four young men, all four of them, had experienced divorce in their family, mom and dad. All, two of them had experienced multiple marriages and a breakup on one of them for a second marriage. That's our culture. That's what we've got going on. And it's a sad commentary, but it's, it's healable Amen. with what you're doing. It's not healable any other way. God can't touch the heart of our spouse through our words or our behavior. He can do it because he created the human heart. And that's what I tell these kids, is the only way that they can have it different in their own lives is to have a personal relationship with him and to have a touch by him in their own heart. There's no way their lives are going to be different from their parents unless they surrender. Amen. You know? So. Thank you. Thank you so much. So what do you need to do this week? We need to pray. We always talk about this, but we need to pray for our children. They're the victims, and they're the victims. The good news is is those kids are at church. There's a lot of kids that don't even, have not even been introduced to church. So let us stand up and sing Ever Be and read the words. They're good.
get paper and pen and open up your Bible, and we're going to do a Bible study tonight. Do you want the spiritual attacks stopped and defeated in your life? Do you want God's protection daily? Then we must be obedient to God's word and his powerful illustrations that he gives us in his word. Let me ask you a question. Do you put on music in your home? Do you put music on in the car? Do you listen to Christian music? That's good. Because we need to be praising the Lord. And praise defeats the enemy. It's a powerful weapon the Lord has given us to use. And we, um, church, a lot of churches now have uh, praise teams in the front and sing. And we've got instruments at the front. I go to a bigger church, so we have an a, a, a actual orchestra. But you can, we need, and we need to sing, but we need to minister and worship our King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And if we haven't yet started that, my challenge to you is to start it. Um, because music will heal your wounded and broken heart. It is, um, it, it is it's something that nothing else can do. And music will heal your wounded heart. So we need to turn on the music and praise him. Even when you have different... Every day you can have a different circumstance that may come up at work or with your kids or anything else. My daughter has four kids. There's eight grandkids in our uh, family. And I mean to tell you, you, we can have popcorn of what happens in, with eight grandchildren. And so you need to be able to turn on the music. And our, when our kids were growing up, grandkids were growing up, we had uh, Christian CDs in our, our car when I would take them and go do different treats or things. And you know what? We all sang. Now, Grandma made a lot of motions, and they would laugh at me, but we still have the memory of that. In fact, I've lost the CD that we loved the most, and uh, my older, one of my granddaughters that's here said, we got to find that, you know? That was all our good songs. So you're creating atmosphere, even if you have your kids in the car, turn off the video and take the out of their hand, their, their telephone maybe, and let us have fellowship with the Lord and sing and do Bible quiz questions. That's another thing my grandchildren love to do. And, uh, and it's so awesome because Bob used to do it with our children. And uh, so I want you to know that it, I'm, I cannot encourage you to be an example and teach your children all the time they're there. When they're little, they'll learn. They'll soak it up. But when they get to about 10, 11, and 12, they are making choices then of different things. And we want them to keep on keeping on. And, um, and the movies that are out now, we take our, all the kids, all our grandkids, and they're hearing it. War Room, they knew that was Grandma. I said, that's Aunt... Grandma Claire, Aunt Claire, that was me. Let us pray. Lord, I just ask that you would open our hearts and minds. And Lord, we just ask that you would touch us, open our 
eyes, our ears, our heart. The hardened heart, maybe, that has become hardened by all of the circumstances, by the time involved or whatever is happening right now, have we allowed our heart to become hardened? If we have, Lord, we pray tonight will be the night that you and will touch these standards in this very room or the one listening to us or watching us. Lord, we ask that you would touch them and take that heart of stone and turn it to a heart of flesh. And may you start planting new seeds in their hearts of hope and faith and trust and, and endurance and, and perseverance and never give up. And Lord, we just ask that you would uh, anoint me to speak and may this uh, Bible study be all what these people need and um, to know that they're on the right road, the narrow road to the Lord Jesus Christ, the narrow road picking up the cross and following our Lord. But open our eyes, Father, and may we hear your message. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. So I want... I read Psalm 95, but I would love you to read one psalm a day because if you read a psalm a day, you will be praising the Lord by reading also. Because um, if you go to Psalm 95, you're going to go right where I'm going to go next. In Psalm 96, I am going to read uh, a few scriptures. We're going to praise the Lord by reading the psalms. We're going to ask the Lord to heal your wounded, broken heart who has no hope, no faith right now. You're doubting what, how long you can do this or you're doubting your husband or wife will ever come home. You know, you just see no sign of anything changing. Well, that doesn't matter because if we surrender to the Lord and he tells us and sends us, one covenant truck, one swift truck, or he gives you a scripture once, that's all you need. That's all you need, one. And, and he tells you that. When I went to church, there was a couple that shared their testimony of marriage restoration morning and evening. I didn't need over and over and over again to hear the testimonies. God spoke to me very loudly and clearly in the morning that I called Bob and repented for all my part of the marriage of cause. That day when I went into church, I had no guilt or shame. It was all Bob's fault. But that was simple. It was simple. And, but when the Holy Spirit in church, he touched my heart and convicted me and reminded me of all of what I had done wrong. And, and like you said, when you have a 10-day trip, I didn't even need 10 days. The Lord went right on my head. And uh, so I want you to know that we want God to speak to you right now. He, right now. It's not tomorrow, not for you to read the psalm in the morning. It is now, Lord. We are saying, here we are. Open our ears and heart. Open our mind to listen to your voice and accept it and believe that you're speaking to me. Is that soft voice. Is that the Lord? Yes, it is. He's not going to scream at you. He's not going to trip you to get your attention. He wants you to come to him. He is waiting for a, verse, a personal relationship. Okay, 96. Sing to the Lord for a new song. Sing to the Lord, all the earth. Sing to the Lord, praise his name. 
proclaim his salvation day after day, declare his glory among the nations. Do you know that Psalm 96 has so many words, so many numbers and, and notes about, because I, if I get God speaks to me with that, right there is where I write. And I wrote Internet Radio 11507, it got birthed. And that is when we had Stop Divorce Radio on our website all these years. And then the laws changed, and we had to stop it this year. We have podcasts now, that's the new word, but we're not allowed to use music of the sorts that we did. We've had music 24 hours a day, and with the mist of, in the middle, all of me, my teaching and pastors and everything else. But that stopped. But it was birthed with 90, Psalm 96 to proclaim salvation day after day. And so the radio is, was birthed and, and also talked in January 21, 2004. Is Bob did something else more and added to it. So we need to understand when you read the word, God's going to speak to you. And if he does, date it and put what he said to you so you can remember. You don't have to even go look in your journal. You can see it in your Bible. For great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. Is he great? That's what we've been singing about, the unstoppable God. God is great. God, there's so many songs that we sing, and we have got to believe it. We have to believe the words we sing with the music and praise them and say, I know you can touch my husband or wife's heart. I know you can do it. I know you can. I, I prayed so many times. I know you can heal Bob. I know you can do it. Oh, we have a new baby in the family. Dee Dee had her baby. I was just thinking about my kids you know, Dee Dee has a brand new baby. It was born Saturday, was it not? Am I right? Saturday. So anyhow, we have a healthy little baby girl of RMM that was local and they of their restoration. So uh, praise the Lord. I had to tell you that. I just it popped in my mind. Uh, we were going to do it tonight, and uh, we were all praying for her and everything. It was so neat. So great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. He is feared above all gods, for all of the gods of the nations are idols. But the Lord made the heavens. Splendor and majesty are before him. And let me jump down to say, uh, verse 11, let the heavens rejoice. Let the earth be glad and the sea resound all that is in it. Let the fields be jubilant, everything in them then all the trees of the forest will sing for joy. Can you imagine that when the trees are moving back and forth, what the Lord hears in heaven? They will sing before he comes. He comes to judge the earth. He will judge the world in righteousness. Are we walking in Christ-likeness, in holiness living, in blameless living? Righteousness is that. And the people, it says, he will judge the world in righteousness and the people in his truth. And that is the end of 96. Now, let me just keep on going into 97 for just a couple of verses. The Lord reigns. Do you believe he reigns? He is reigning over this earth. And he wants all, everyone around the world, every nation, 
every tribe, every, every nationality to surrender to him because he created all of us. He is the creator. But we need to pray that the Lord reigns in everybody's heart and no false gods. So it says, let the Lord reign, let the earth be glad, let the distant shores rejoice. Clouds and thick darkness surround him. Righteousness and justice are the foundation of his throne. And I know there's many of you that are going to court. And I am asking you to pray for God to give you justice. Just like in Luke 18, where the, woman, the widow woman went to the, uh, the unjust judge, but he gave her what she asked for because she kept going back and kept going back morning, noon, and night. She was praying. And it talks to us about consistency. Don't ever give up. Never stop praying. Fire goes before him and consumes his foes on every side. His lightning lights up the world. The earth sees and trembles. The mountains melt like wax. Well, you know what I think of. That was one of my scriptures in Mark 11 that it says that you can, and I'll just turn to it because we have some new people here. Mark 11, it says, have faith in God. Do you have faith? That's what we talked about. Increase our faith, Lord. Increase our faith. So it says, have faith in God, Jesus answered. I tell you the truth. If anyone says to this mountain... Go throw yourself into the sea. What is your mountain? What is your problem? The silence, the wall of the Jericho wall of silence? Then say wall, a mountain of silence, go throw yourself into the sea. And does not doubt in his heart, but believes. We must believe. That is a necessity. And that's where we have to take all that doubt, all that fear, that anxiety, of how long and all the things the enemy is trying to put in our minds. But we need to believe that what he says will happen. It will be done for him. There's a promise. Verse 24, therefore I tell you whatever you ask for in prayer, believe, there's that word, that you received it. You have to walk in faith. You have to speak, and it will be yours. And when you stand praying, here's the condition. This is what you call a condition. And when you stand praying, if you hold anything against anyone, forgive them so that your Father in heaven may forgive you your sins. How often do you and I need to forgive somebody? How often? Well, maybe daily. Could be daily, especially if your husband or wife is not home or has called you and they talked about the kids and you got in an argument and it was all bad news. And uh, there is, uh, you, you just allowed, you didn't zip your lips because you allowed the anger to start boiling and the enemy came up and spoke instead of the one that has been praying and fasting for your husband or wife. We, garbage came out of our mouth instead of the words that we've been praying and uttering and wanting to have it. We need to understand that we need to say Devil, get away from us. So it says, lightnings light up the world and the earth sees and trembles, but the mountains melt like wax. The mountains. So whatever your mountain is, here is the scripture for you. 
before the Lord, before the Lord of all the earth. The heavens proclaim his righteousness and all the people see his glory. Let's jump down to verse 10. Let those who love the Lord hate evil, for he guards the life of his faithful ones and delivers them from the hand of the wicked. Light is shed upon the righteous and joy on the upright in heart. Rejoice. Now, am I prejudiced about that one word? Yes. Uh -huh. I go, yes. Rejoice in the Lord, you who are righteous, and praise his holy name. We want you to understand that Philippians is an awesome book to read also, but Philippians is about joy. It's about rejoicing. It's about praising the Lord. Uh, when Bob was um, gone, I was a basket case for a long period of time, so much so that one of the women came up in my church and said, do you have cancer? And I said, no, my husband's not home, and I'm praying for his salvation. Because right now, he'll be going to hell if the Lord came right now. So I said, you know, we're praying for his, uh, to turn his heart back to the Lord. And uh, she goes, will you go to the altar every week? And I said, because I'm praying for a miracle. And uh, she goes, well, then I'll pray with you. And so she became one of the church people that went up to Bob when he walked into the church the first week after we remarried. And she came up to him. She says, I have been praying for you every day for the last two and a half years. And so he got to see the other side of people that were, had been praying, not mad at him, but loving him and praying for him, for that prodigal to come home. So I, when I was doing this today, when I saw this Psalm 96 about the internet radio, it really reminded me of all the time that Bob and I sat and listened to music and picked all the music that we put on the radio. And he would say, hey, listen to this. I found this. Do you like it? You know? And now it's, it was a piece of cake for the last five years because we've had so many great new songs that are really for us, for us standards, and for marriages, just like this one today about your ring and, and the covenant. So what we want to know is that praise defeats the enemy, and we just need to wake up praising the Lord and thanking him for your life. You know, every day when you look at the news, every day is a gift from God. Every day. And you don't know if you're going to get a phone call from your family, your mom, your dad, your brother, that somebody has cancer. You don't know. We need to know that he is our rock, he is our fortress, and our deliverer. And we have got to believe of knowing who he is, and we need to praise him. And you can turn on music. What I do, and um, I have an iPad, and I will, or on my phone, I will have Pandora. I have Pandora. And I just push that on and start music while I'm getting out of bed and trying to wake up and uh, get moving. And so but it, when I was sitting here writing this, I remind, it reminded me when I used to turn off. I, don't, I have an alarm on my phone. I just decided I was going to tell my son that tonight. I don't like that, because I really would like it open, just turn on to music. Do your phones do that? Oh, well, if they do, i got to learn how to do that, because my kids tell me how to function the phone, because I know to do basics, 
get my emails and all, but I don't. I've got to wake up to some music because I always woke up to music when I was standing. And one day, and I'm going to just tell you a short, quick story. But one day, I woke up and it was this song started playing. You're on the brink of a miracle, and I'm going to tell you, I'll never forget that. Never. Because I woke up and I heard this music and heard the words, "You're on the brink of a miracle," and I'm praying for my husband to come home. That lit up, woke me up really good, and I said, "Lord, is that for me? Is that song for me? Did you just have me wake up right now to hear that song?" And and that's it. How many times do you or I in the car? Think the same thing when you hear a song on there that's talking about God moving mountains or anything. There are so many songs that can minister to you, and I want you to say, "Lord, that's my song with you. That's my song with you. I want to praise you. I want to rejoice in you. But I want to believe and thank you that you love me so much. You love me so much." To turn that on and have it ready to start right when I woke up. Thank you for waking me up today. That I heard it. That is praising the Lord, thanking Him in all times, in all circumstances, in every way. But I just want to tell you, He is speaking to us more than you know. He is speaking to you. He is trying to speak to you every day, twenty times a day. Listen to Him or talk to Him. Because he wants you to know he's right there with you, just like that pastor or that counselor said to him, he's right there with you. He's going through everything you're going through. He's living in us. The Holy Spirit's living in us, and we have got to know that God speaks so many different ways to us. And just the beauty of a flower, or the the beauty of hearing、um, birds sing out on my back porch. It's beautiful to me, and I thank him that he gives us not the silence that we might have if we didn't have the birds singing. You need to be thankful for all things. So when we would see a covenant truck, Bob and I would travel, and we would go and we would see a covenant truck. If you go on our website on the billboard section, you will find me standing by a covenant. A transport truck. So believe me, I'm not any better than you. We would see it and we'd say, "Okay, if they pull off at the next rest stop, well, I'm going to get a picture by it because I got to show the people what I saw." And you know, because and the funny thing about it is, is that when the kids started traveling with me after Bob had died, we were going on a trip. To speak, and guess what we saw—a Covenant transport truck—and and we got out and we took a picture of that, you know, because we had to tell everybody in the Charlene Kears, we're on our trip, and the Lord's with us, and the camp and the Covenant transport trucks are too. So it just made—I thought, Lord, you gave us one on this trip, so I know we're supposed to be teaching about the Covenant. So I just want you to. Look at what is around you. I always tell、uh, Beverly, who's one of our prayer、uh, warriors that pray in the afternoons、uh, with people. I will say to her, I will often see restoration. The will be a, a truck about、uh, 
restoration in their homes and different things. And I just love it because I go, there, I hope you will, one of my standers will see this somewhere in this city or anywhere in the United States and they will be blessed. We have billboards and have had billboards on the roads because so, you see so much when you're on the road. And we had billboards and we in fact even had a, a, a group, a Bible study up north, had uh, several women and they called and talked to Tim and said, we want to put a billboard up. And they all got their monies together and they put up a billboard for six months saying, honey, come home, the kids and I love you. Um, or they could, you could use, forgive them. Forgive them. That's what your spouse needs to see. A billboard this big, forgive your husband or wife, forgive them. Forgive me. Love your enemies. Bless those who persecute you. And then the one that we did uh, originally, there's hope. God heals hurting and dead marriages. God hurts hurting marriages. Charlene adds in her mind, and dead marriages. It doesn't matter what they've done or said they're doing. It matters what God says and what God has spoken to us. Never, never doubt the power of God of what he can speak to you, to your husband, to your wife, to your rebellious teenagers or young adults. I've dated this. You know, I date scriptures. And when he gives you a, a rhema word and ask him for a rhema word, how do you see my spouse? How do you see me? That's another question we could ask. We might not want to hear that, but, um, you know, am I, am I doing what I'm, am I supposed to be doing something else? You know, write questions down to God. It's amazing how he will answer. But one scripture that I would suggest, and I'm going to challenge our group around the world is we all pray one scripture. I may have done this a while back, but since I didn't write it down in my Bible to confirm it on Colossians 1, I'll do it now, but I would love you to read Colossians 1, verses 9 to 14 um, daily with your spouse's name in it. Now, if you print out our, daily, our personalized scriptures, you already know this. But I want the new people and all the people that are going to listen to this in the future to, they may not know about it. Colossians 1, 9 to 14, we need to say, um, we're praying, stop praying for this reason, since the day we've heard about you. This is Paul writing to the church in, um, Col um, in Colossae. And... C-O-L-O-S-S-E, I think I pronounced that right for you. Um, and we've not stopped praying for you and asking God to fill you and your wife and, and you and your children with the knowledge of his will. We need to know God's will for, for our spouses. We want them to know God's will. And we say through the spiritual wisdom and understanding. And we pray this in order that both our husband and our wife, my children, our, all our staff uh, uh, will live a life worthy of the Lord and that may they please him in every way. Please him. We need to please the Lord. Bearing fruit in every good work, growing in the knowledge of God. There are some of you, and, and Jim said it right now, his wife does not know the Lord. We need to pray that 
the wives, all wives, all prodigal wives, all prodigal husbands, will come to know and grow in the knowledge of God and be strengthened with all power according to God's glorious might so that we all may have great endurance and patience. Are you weak? Are you tired? Then right here it's the scripture. I'm pray for endurance. Pray for patience. And, and joyfully, there's that word, joyfully, happily, give thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of the saints for the kingdom of light. For he has rescued he has rescued. Rescue is a word I like. You know, he has rescued my husband, my children, my grandchildren. He has rescued family and friends from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the son he loves. That dominion of darkness is Satan. It's camp, Satan's prison, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. Well, I looked up the word for the redemption because that is, we want our spouse to be re rescued from the dominion of darkness from the enemy camps. And redemption talks about its meaning release, freedom by the payment of a price. And what did our Lord Jesus Christ do? He went and took that cross at Calvary and was, and was um, had all the nails put in his hands and feet, and he paid the price for my salvation, for your salvation, and your family's salvation, your wife, your husband, your children, everyone. We want to pray for our spouses in this scripture to be released and have redemption and the forgiveness of their sins. We want them to be set free we want them to know that there's freedom in Jesus Christ. That, that, that today or tomorrow, whenever the Lord wants to come, in a twinkling of an eye, he can come and get us all, believers. And we want our family to go with us, every single one of them. And when we accept Jesus Christ to become our Lord and Savior, Satan's power and dominion over our lives is gone. And that's what we've got to believe. So even though we are the believer and we may be right now unequally yoked because God's touched you so much, you're not because you're one flesh and you're still together. And, you know, God sees you as one flesh. It says, let not man put asunder. And we have the power in us to live a holy Christ life. So if we pray the word of God and we keep consistently doing it, you're going to see a breakthrough. A breakthrough. And that's what we want. We want to keep praying, speaking the word. Even you might read it. May I say, get bold. And if there's not too many people in your house, except your family, maybe, and they need to, the kids need to hear you pray for your husband or wife with that in the scripture. We need to say that, Lord, um, in Luke 4, 16 and 18. I'm going to read 18 because of the time. The spirit of the Lord is on me and my wife, and he's anointed me to proclaim the good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind. He, our Lord Jesus Christ will set the oppressed free. That is when this scripture is what Jesus spoke when he went to Nazareth, uh, Nazareth 
when he had just been tempted by the devil, and the devil tried to tempt him three different times, and then he walked away, and, he, and the angels ministered to him, and he brought him up, and that Sabbath day, he went to the synagogue, as was his custom, and he opened the scroll and of the prophet Isaiah, and was handed to him, and unrolling it, he found the place where it is written, verse 18. And he said, and recovery, he will recover the sight of the blind. He will bring good news to the poor. He said, he will set the uh, prisoners free. And he says, this, this has happened. It has now been, what has been foretold has happened. Jesus is here. Jesus came. He paid the price. Ephesians 1 has the same um, Paul has another prayer in there, but a scripture about redemption, Ephesians 1, verses 7 and 8. It says, in him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, in accordance with the riches of God's grace that he lavished on us with all wisdom and understanding. You may not know what to do about certain events, but you know what? If we ask the Lord, he will show us. Psalm 138, I'm going to read a couple of verses there. And this is another word that the Lord, this was my first scripture God gave me when I started standing. And I'm not going to read all of it, but I'm going to start with just the first verse. I, Psalm 138, I will praise you, O Lord, with my heart before God's, I will sing your praise. It said, verse 3, when I called, you answered me. You made me bold and stout-hearted. I think the Lord is trying to tell us something tonight. Boldness. He said, verse 5, may they sing of the ways of the Lord, for the glory of the Lord is great. Verse 7, though I walk in the midst of trouble, you preserve my life. You stretch out your hand against the anger of my foes. So the enemy, God is putting his hands in front of your enemies to protect you. With your right hand, you save me, and the Lord will fulfill his purpose. Verse 8 is for you. Put stars by it. The Lord will fulfill his purpose for you, for me. Your love, O Lord, endures forever. Do not abandon the works of your hand. And we're, and we're crying out to him. So what I'm trying to do and trying to prove is God has a plan and a purpose. Never forget Jeremiah 29.11. Jeremiah 29.11. Right now, you do not see anything that's working. You do not see all that God is doing on the other side of the mountain. Well, verse 20, Isaiah, I mean, Isaiah, Jeremiah 29.11 says, For I know the plans I have for you. That is for you tonight. God knows the plans he's got for you. And he says, Plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. Then, now here's the circle. <clears throat> here's the star. Then you will call upon me, then that's where you're going to go into the prayer closet. That's where you're going to go into where you go in a car with the dog and you speak to God. You know, that's what you do. You've got to talk and call upon the Lord. 
And if we're not talking to him, he's waiting for us to speak. Even cry. I don't care. He wants us. He'll, he'll, he understands. I'm going to show that to you. Then you will call upon me and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. He's listening to us. Imagine the King of kings and the Lord of lords, the God who is the creator of heaven and earth. You will seek me. Now there's a promise, verse 13. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. There is the surrender. All of your heart. Not part of your heart, all of it. Remember Saul was very, um, he got, he got, a Damascus Road experience, which how many of us have prayed for a Damascus Road experience for our spouses? Oh, I prayed for that. And I pray every day for all of you. But what we've got to remember is that Saul was tormenting and wanting to kill the Christians. And, but he had that Damascus Road experience, and he took Saul, and he turned him around suddenly, quickly. But Ananias had to go over and talk to him and pray over him. Are you going to be an Ananias? Are you going to be used now? Will you go where you need to go? Will you speak to the ones that you hear at work that are having marriage problems? Will you start praying for them? Can you give them a card? Can you talk to them or give them the standards affirmation? Ask the Lord. I'll just pray and you tell me what to do, Lord, because I don't know what to do. And they don't believe in the Lord and me telling them I'm going to pray for them. But maybe if they heard that you are praying for them, they need a miracle at this point. Proverbs 16 says, Commit to the Lord whatever you do and your plans will succeed. Your plans will succeed. In verse 18, it says, Pride goes before destruction, and a haughty spirit before a fall. You may think you don't know my husband, you don't know my wife. You should know, you should see about their pride. You know what? The Lord knows that they've got a spirit of pride. You can pray for them to have a humble and a contrite spirit. Pray that every day that their heart will be transformed. And in verse 7, it says, <clears throat> when a man's ways are pleasing to the Lord, he even makes his enemies live at peace with us. That's us. If your spouse is angry at you, and a man's ways are pleasing to the Lord, if we're doing what the Lord wants us to do, then the, your, your spouse is not going to be angry. It's not going to be the enemy. We have to stand on the promises of God. Where are you? We've got a spouse that's living in a sinful nature. They're doing everything that they should not be doing. But turn to Romans. I haven't said this in a long time, but Romans 6, 7, and 8 are three ch chapters in the book of Romans that would be well for you to read because Romans 6 talks about the sinful life. Romans 7, it, it's awesome. Bob... Bob is Romans, when I asked where Bob was, they, God gave me Romans 7. And he said, um, now verse um, 19, for what I do is not the good I want to do, no, the evil I do not want to do. This I keep on doing. Now if I do what I do not want to do, it is no longer what I who do it but it is sin living in me. 
that does it. So I find this law at work. When I want to do good, evil is right there with me. For my inner being, listen to this, I delight in God's law, but I see another law at work in the members of my body, waging war against the law of my mind and making me a prisoner of the law of sin at work within my members. What a wretched man I am. Who will rescue me from this body? Who will rescue these spouses, my wife, my son, my children, my husband, my wife? Thanks be to God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then I myself in my mind am a slave to God's law. But in the sinful nature, I'm a slave to the law of sin. What is the main ingredient in this problem that we have right now? It's a three-letter word, sin, S-I-N. And we all cause problems with it. Many of us were the reason that it happened. Or I did not even know how to pray for my husband or do anything I should have done for him when he was battling temptations that were going on and he had been incest as a child. So he was wounded and broken and he couldn't realize and explain it. Romans 8, 12, 17. Let me turn there and let's read this. I'm going to start and I'm going to skip that one scripture. I'm going to start in verse 24, but I want you to have hope. For in this hope we were saved, but hope that is seen is no hope at all. Who hopes for what he already has? But if we hope for what we do not yet have, we wait for it patiently. Are you ready to wait patiently? Are you ready? In the same way the Spirit helps us in our weakness, and we do not know what we ought to pray, but the Spirit inside us knows and groans that words cannot express. And in verse 27, and he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit because the Spirit intercedes for the saints in accordance with God's will. We want to do God's will. So if we pray and we can't only do but cry, it's okay because God's going to know. And never, I don't teach this scripture too many times, but this one is, is a popular one that you should know. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him and who have been called according to his purpose, God's purpose. Are you ready? Do you have fear tonight? God says in 2 Timothy 1.7, he's not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. We want you to never give up on your husband or wife. We want you to believe in the power of God's mighty power. We want you to believe in the scriptures. We want to believe God's going to speak to you over and over and over again. We want you to stand firm. We want you to put on the armor of God every day and praise him and worship him and sing and speak to him. He wants a relationship with you. You can even tell him, I'm I'm tired, I'm weary. Speak to me. Give me one scripture. I started doing the praising and rejoice, and it would have taken me a week to do all the scriptures about praising the Lord and thanking him. And we need to maybe just read the Psalms, um, one a day, to praising him and thanking him. And then at nighttime, do it again. Do one chapter of something. Because we need to be filled up 
to that we in Mark 12, 30, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. Your husband or wife has been deceived and blinded. You have beautiful pictures of them. And their mind has been taken captive. And they're not thinking the right way. They've never come to know the Lord Jesus Christ. And we want them to be touched and changed, transformed in their mind. And Romans 12 talks about that, about loving, blessing those who persecute you, what really love is. Look it up, Romans 8, 9 to the end. But we need to bless them. If we can bless them, bless them. If you don't know where they are or they're not accepting any of your cards or, or texts, pray that the Lord will knock down the Jericho wall of silence. And I want you to pray that you will pray, 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 pray that the children will hear from their moms and dads and that they will have a, a healthy Pray that healthy relationship with their children because moms and dads are both needed in their lives all the time, and we need that. And what Jim is doing is something we can learn from. It's by we doing it also. Get involved in your church. Become active in your church. You could be a Sunday school teacher a helper, or in the junior church or uh, camp, they have church uh, in, for the kids, and you could even be one of the helpers. Imagine hugging a girl whose father or mother may not be home. Imagine befriending them and praying with them. You know what? We've got a lot of work to do while we're waiting for our kids, our husbands to come home. We've got prodigal children. Let us... Um, really just not live in, in uh, self-pity and not go anywhere or don't get involved in church activities, but I pray you will get very involved and get your children in church because they will have people ministering and loving on them. It says here in Psalm 20, you're, you're going to have to go home and read Psalm 20, but all of it is great. But verse 4 says, May he give you the desires of your heart and make all your plans succeed. We will shout for joy when you are victorious and lift up the banners in the name of our Lord God. May the Lord grant all your requests. Now I know the Lord saves his anointed and he answers them from his holy heaven with the saving power of his right hand. Some trust in chariots, some trust in horses, but we trust in the name of the Lord our God, and that is how I want to end it. Lord, we just praise you and thank you, because we believe that you are able to do anything. Nothing, nothing, nothing is impossible with you, and we need to believe that even though we cannot hear or speak from our husbands or our wives, that you can open the doorway of communication. We know that you can do it, and your timing is perfect, and we have to trust you and wait on your timing, but Lord, I pray 
that you will touch thousands of people. I'm knocking down the, the Jericho wall of silence and open the doorway of heaven and speaking to the husbands and the wives and the, the missing children that you would have them call and, and speak and start beginning a healthy communication, Father, a healthy communication with their children and a healthy communication with the husband and wives that are, are uh, home uh, praying for their spouse to come to their senses and to be saved, sanctified, and filled with the Holy Spirit. Lord, we're praying for a lot of salvations. We're praying for a lot of Damascus Road experiences tonight to start this entire week and every week. And as school starts uh, this in August in Florida when, and then in other uh, areas, we pray for you be with all the children that have had divorce or separation come to these children this, this uh, month. May you be with them and may you guide them and direct them and help the teachers to know that they're hurting right now and they've had a huge tragedy this summer. Lord, be with all of us tonight and may you bless us, guide us and direct us in knowing how to pray and fight and never give up on our marriages and never give up on our spouses who said till death do us part in our marriage vows. And Lord, we ask that you would just bless them abundantly and mightily this next month. And may you meet all the standards most urgent need. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay, there are a few people I've asked to come forward to pray for us tonight. And if we're just going to get started right away, and we're going to have them come up, and we've got men and women that are going to pray tonight. And um, you guys can uh, stand up and, uh, or sit down if you prefer to pr uh, have it that way. Men, you guys go first, and we'll let you go on the other side. These are some of our standard men, and Jim from North Carolina, Dave and Brian, Deanne and I. So um, let's just go to the Lord um, in prayer with a, um, really a heart to receive these prayers that we're praying for not only you, but for all the people around the world. Father God, I just pray for our churches, Lord. Uh, your truth is written in a book that we have had preserved for us for 2000, over 2,000 years, Lord. And I just pray that our churches accept and acknowledge that truth instead of the lies of the enemy. Lord, I just pray for our churches that they stand by your word and not water it down to allow people understanding for their sin. You have grace, and that's what covers our sin. But allow us to be strong and bold enough in our churches to acknowledge the truth through your word. I pray that all these men and all these women who are standing for their marriages become more active in their communities and their churches, and that they know that there are people that are in those churches that are silent, that are not coming forward and telling their story about what's going on in their marriages. The Satan attacked in marriage, Lord, and he's continuing to do it today. Lord, I pray for the men who are still accepting creation over you, the creator. And I pray that we as men are strong enough 
and bold enough to understand that we need to surrender to you on a daily basis. It's in your son's name I pray. Amen. Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, for this ministry. Please grant Charlene and her family special divine spiritual wisdom and knowledge to continue to uh, <clears throat> guide this ministry to help us to stand for what you've created the family to be. The Father, the family is under it's such incredible attack. Father, just give us the strength, the power, the strength of the Holy Spirit to stand for what you've created. Lord, I just pray for a Holy Spirit revival, for the Holy Spirit to, to uh, restore all the, the dying, dead, and divorced marriages back to restoration for your honor and glory. Father, I proclaim Proverbs 1921, many of the plans of the person's heart, our spouses have, have their own plans, and your purpose will prevail upon them and upon our families, Father, for your honor and glory. In Christ we pray. Father, I pray for standards tonight and just to realize that your love, Father, is enough. Your love is enough to help us get through, to stand, and not to believe the lies of the enemy that say, if it would have happened, if it happened, it would have happened by now. But Lord, we know that you want our faith and you want our obedience. Just like telling Moses, told, Mo, told Abraham that he was going to have a son. But it wasn't until 25 years later that it was manifested. And I know, Lord, that you've spoken to many of our hearts in here about that you are going to restore our marriage. And it may take longer than we want it to take, however long that is, Father. But help us to stand one day at a time and stand on your word to know that your word will strengthen us and get us through and through the power of the Holy Spirit and continue to bring restoration revival in the church through revival and restoration of our families in, in the body of Christ. We thank you, Lord, for your son and what he did on the cross and that we can draw from that strength in the days and months and years to come. In Jesus' name, thank you. Amen. We praise you, Father. Lord, we exalt you, we magnify you, we glorify you, and we declare that you are still on the throne, that you rule and you reign, and that you are in control, Father. Lord, I pray for every precious standard that we would take our eyes off of the timeline, that we would not put you in a box, Father, that we would not believe the lies of the enemy, Father, but that we would keep our minds set on you and we would have your perfect peace. Father, I clothe us all with humility because you give grace to the humble, but you resist the proud. We need you. We are desperate for you. And we thank you that you do inhabit the praises of your people, that the mountains will melt like wax. Those mountains that are in your way, Father God, of restoring and bringing our prodigals home to you, to have an intimate relationship with you and, and the mountains that are in the way of them coming home to us, Father God. 
we thank you that the mountains will melt like wax in the presence of Almighty God. You, Father, the creator of the heavens and the earth. God, we know that absolutely nothing is too difficult, nothing is impossible, nothing is too hard for you, Lord God. Help us to look at you and not at the situation, not at the circumstance, Father. You are a miracle-working God, and you are still doing miracles today. And we declare, Father, we will receive our miracles. We will have the breakthrough. We will, Father, receive the restoration that you have called us to stand for. It is truth. It is not a lie. It is truth, Father. And that truth will set us free. That we are submitting to you, we're surrendering to you, we are yielding, and we are trusting you, Lord God, to orchestrate our prodigal salvation and deliverance and freedom, Father. We cannot do it. We must just pray and put them on your altar every day, Father, knowing that only you can do it, Father, by your Spirit. But you call us, Father, to walk in love, walk in peace. Have the joy of the Lord, as we've heard Charlene teach tonight. It's about rejoicing in your truth, rejoicing in your beloved son, your perfect gift to us. It's about him being the overcomer. He said, you can be of good cheer because I have overcome the world. And we thank you, Father, that when the enemy comes in like a flood, you raise up the standard against him. The Spirit of the Lord raises up the standard against him, and that standard is Jesus Christ, the victor over death, hell, and the grave. We claim victory, victory for our marriages to be healed and restored, victory over our children, Father, to serve you and love you all the days of their life. We claim victory, and we say you are the healer. You are the healer of our hearts. You are the healer of our souls. You are the healer, Father, of all of our relationships, our children, our spouses. You are the healer. Jesus, thank you. You are the healer. We love you. We bless you. And we praise you for all you're doing, Father, and all you're going to do. In Jesus' name. Amen. And Lord, we just thank you for tonight. We just thank you for all the people that have come. And we just pray that they will write all these scriptures and go back and read these psalms completely. And Lord, they will just be, you will speak to them as they read every word. I pray that we as a RMM family will read uh, Colossians 1, 9 to 14 daily with our family's names in it, with our husband, our wife, our children's name in it. And we can see the fruit that we will bear. We will grow in the Lord in our spouses and husbands and wives will grow and they will open, you will open their eyes and turn them from the darkness. That they will be rescued from the dominion of darkness and they will receive salvation and forgiveness of their sins. That is what we're praying for. And we just thank you. Thank you for all the scriptures that are so powerful. And Lord, I pray that we will pick one meal or one day that we need to fast. And, and pray and fast for our family members and for our husbands, our wives, our children. Lord, we need to go the extra mile to fast, to break the strongholds. And Lord, we just pray that you would touch all of our minds, all the standards' minds, and renew their mind, and that they would take captive every thought and make it obedient to Jesus Christ. 
and we will be willing to do whatever you tell us to do, to talk whomever we are supposed to talk to, be involved in our church in whatever you want us to do. Lord, we don't want, we have a heavy responsibility being mom and dad at home, but is there something you want us else to do? And Lord, we just thank you for all the men we have here, and we thank you for Jim coming down and him being able to share how the Lord has taken him into ministering at church and him being blessed and giving encouragement to the young boys that don't have a father, don't even have a figure to look as an example. Lord, let us be examples to other people that we are living a Christ-like life, living a blameless life, living the, um, all that we're supposed to do in the word. And may we love the ones that do not have a mom or a dad, do not uh, at home. There are moms and dads that have died early, and there are men and women that are missing their parents. Whichever age it is, let us help others and bless others. And if we bless others, you are going to bless us. You know everybody's most urgent prayer need. As I always say, Lord, let you pray right now for your most urgent prayer need. And Lord, may you hear these voices crying out to you, Abba Father, help me with this. Help me with that. Help me with my finances. There's many of our people that need miracles financially. There's many people that need a new job, and they need it soon, quickly. They cannot pay their bills. There are people that are sick, and they're even on our chapel page. And may you go and minister to all the ones of the standards or their mom or dad or brother, aunt, uncle, cousin, or even their children that are battling bad illnesses. May you touch them as the greatest physician, and may you heal their bodies. And Lord, I pray that you would um, increase the standards, faith, hope, and trust, and with that endurance, with that perseverance. And at, may you teach them and show them how they can do it. And Lord, show them how they can find time to read the word, find time to turn on the music and praise the Lord while they're running around, getting the kids ready for school as it starts soon. Lord, I pray with all the college children that are going to be going back to school and all of the ones that are starting uh, locally or away from home, Lord, be with them all and may they make right choices that they need to make for their life. And may you speak to these kids, all ages. Lord, you speak to the kids, and you want to talk to them. You want them to come to know you also. May we, as standers, teach our children the Word of God, do devotionals with them. Lord, we want you to have us be different than the world, and we have to make that effort. And Lord, I pray you would be with all our people that are on the chapel page and all the people that are facing court issues. We pray every day in, in our Bible and our devotion time for the people that are facing court. And we pray you will block and stop separation, block divorces, and we pray you will um, have husbands and wives have their uh, Damascus Road experience. And just like the, Lori, the testimony that Lori had tonight, 
may hundreds and thousands of wives and children and husbands come home quickly, suddenly, and start the process of marriage restoration, even if it's just communicating, going on a date, and not any, just as friends. Start being a friend to your spouse, that, and let them see you are a different person in Christ. And we will just give you all the praise and the glory for all the answers to prayers that are being answered right now as they pray now for themselves. And we are just praising you for what you're going to do this coming month. May this be a month of, of many hearts and lives. Thousands will come home every week, was given to me many years ago. And I'm waiting for a revival in America and around the world that salvation will come and just to many, many families. We have an epidemic of divorce, and we have an epidemic of missing fathers and mothers. Lord, we need you to touch hearts and lives, and we know that you are the only one that can do it, and we give you the praise, we give you the glory and honor for doing it. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen, amen. If we can help you in any way, we invite you to visit the website of Rejoice Marriage Ministries at www.rejoiceministries.org. Thanks for joining us today as we proclaim that God heals hurting marriages. Divorce strikes families around the world often with little notice. You can help us minister to these families with your financial gift. Visit rejoiceministries.org and help us teach men and women what Jesus can do for their hurting family.